Welcome to Practical Access. I'm Lisa Deeker. And I'm Rebecca Hines. And today we're just going to wrap up the season, Lisa. I think we had some real highlights. And I'm curious to hear what your own personal highlights were this summer. Well, you know, my first highlight is what? Summer's over? No. Okay. Fun hasn't ended, right? Right. We can have fun. We live in Florida. We can have fun every day, but that's true everywhere. I think that was my kind of highlights from this season is that fun took shape in so many ways. Um, I, I don't mind dancing, but we found there's a lot in, in the world of dance. Um, I love cruising. I really loved everybody we heard from, but what I really liked the most was that it was so much about people with disabilities doing what everybody else does. And it was all about them, not about here's a program for them, to them or with them. It was about what does that person want? And that's what I thought every one of our guests said so well, is what does that person want to do? Ride an elevator, do ballet, do hip hop, just stand and watch, be a part of the play, you know, make the scenes. It was so beautiful to hear that person-centered focus of all of our guests. That's what I thought was really fun. How about you? Yeah. You know, that idea of fun being accessible to everyone, it's just finding the right fit and the right supports. So, you know, I think think one of the things that resonated with me in my mind as I was listening to our guests is just kind of sorting out the cost of a lot of this, to be honest. So, you know, when you don't have a ton of money, to pay for the kind of support you need, it is tricky. And the, you know, so some of the, so some of the things, for example, you know, I love, you know, therapeutic writing, you know, I love the idea of that. I've done that, you know, with my nephew, um, gosh, going on a cruise, I was listening, thinking, wow, I really want to be able to do that with my nephew, but there's a cost involved. So I think one thing I'm always mindful of is, uh, how do we reach out in our communities to find, you know, support to help us fund these kind of things? Because, you know, not everybody has the money to pay for the support they need. And and I, it's a bigger problem, I think, than the average person understands. It's like, wow, that sounds great. And it's like, sure, I don't have a pocket full of cash and I have to private pay, you know, to get the support sometimes. So I do think, you know, if I, as a family member, And as a community member, you know, continuing to think about, wow, how do we team up with people who would sponsor some of these things for families? Where could I reach out in my community to find support for me if I'm a family that wants to do some of these things, but I can't? Um, And I also would really recommend that people go back and listen to some of our guests who had things that were free or sponsored. You know, Courtney Bent gave us great ideas about photography, which doesn't cost money. You know, start a photography club yourself. We, you know, there's a blueprint at least for some of those kind of concepts. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think to the theme park, I love the idea of going to a theme park that's free um, and deciding if nothing else, I get to go watch people ride because maybe I don't want to ride. Maybe that's too much for me. And and I think, you know, um, I still remember when my uh, my brother was recovering from his illness, we had to go back every year for a pretty strong amount of appointments. I had great parents, but we didn't have money. <laughs> we definitely didn't have money. And, and we had a lot of love. You know, again, there's a trade-off and I and I appreciate that. And yet there was always a way to have fun. And I don't know how many times I went to the St. Louis Zoo, but it was free. 
you know, so right. again, I, I think another thing I would do if I were families is, you know, what my parents did well is they would Google what's free. Um, the reading, the reading club at the library was free. If you've got a kid who likes to read books and, you know, story time at the library is free. I think we often forget that there aren't always things that cost money that are better than some of the things that are free. And I would tell you the St. Louis Zoo was fabulous. And I'm, you know, I lived in a little community where I knew what a horse and a cow was, but I would have never known what a zebra and a giraffe was. <laughs> and, but I think about that growing up and that was a privilege, but I think it's resources. So again, I grew up pre-internet inter, inter, era, um, but I yeah. think that would be my first comment would be Google the word free in your community. What's free, what's happening and whether it's watching or participating, because sometimes watching an event can be as fun. Um, I know that in Milwaukee, there was, you know, jousting you could watch at different events. And, and so maybe I can't ride a horse, but maybe I can watch a horse and, and think about that. I think, you know, I agree with you, Becky, that, that a lot of these things did cost, but I think also the other thing I would say is decide what is that sacrifice, you know, don't sacrifice kid A for kid B was always something I think my parents did well, but I think if you consider, um, you know, gosh, maybe this becomes a family vacation. Like when we did dolphin therapy, that was, that was all we did. We gave up everything else, but it was something we chose to do because it was something that we thought was helpful and then the next summer as a family, we made a decision to do that again. And I know that's a privilege, but the discussion was, if we do that, we do nothing else. <laughs> and is yeah. that what we want to do? So I think it's two things. Look first for free and then decide what is collectively good for everybody in the family, not just person A or B. Yeah. And I, I think my kind of closing season thoughts really revolve around that word respite. You know, I love that there's opportunities for our kids and loved ones uh, with disabilities. We heard some great ones, but there's a real need also for the parents, the caregivers, the teachers who invest so much energy all year long in, you know, supporting kids who need us, that it is important that we take time to enjoy things for ourselves. And so, even something as simple as going to the zoo. If I'm taking my nephew in his wheelchair and it's Florida and it's a hundred degrees and I'm having to get him in and out of that chair and having to change him, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot. So I need help. I need support with those kind of things. And luckily, of course, I have friends like you who will go with me to the zoo. But for those families who don't necessarily have a lot of extra help, um, whether to provide formal respite or to assist me if I want to take my child out to, to something. Keep reaching out in the community. You know, where are the people who, who want to form a support group? Because every community I've met, I've mentioned before in my nephew's case, the YMCA was so gracious to open their minds to thinking about you know, how they can support someone with a disability. Um, there are student groups. There are religions, you know, organizations. There are people who have the heart to help us. So don't be afraid to ask for help so that you can make the things happen that you really want for your children. 
And then I'm I'm going to go a little bit rural. So I grew up in a very rural community. And right now with the cost of gas and getting somebody a car and riding a long ways, uh, you know, I mentioned St. Louis, that was a two and a half hour car ride. <laughs> Sounds really good until you get in the car and go. Uh, and that could be stressful for everyone. But think about like maybe again, what's in your in your community? Is there a farm? Is there a vegetable garden? Is there, you know, a no bell that you can go and look at? Is there, you know, I don't know crazy idea? <laughs> Really, we're rural. I'm from Florida, man. I was looking at a bell, Lisa. I'm driving cemeteries. I mean, you name it. But gravel roads, cow. But again, I think we often think, oh, it's always got to be big. And fun is fun. And, and honestly, fun comes from memories. And and one other thing is motivation. You know, I I think those kinds of opportunities, whatever they are, uh, whether it's you know I really like tall buildings, I really like buildings with angles, I really like grassy fields, I really like flowers. Like, where can you go, and how can you use that then? So some of the research that I've been reading over the summer, because to me reading is fun, um, is about this uh, this ability for the brain. Like, if you can get me started, motivated by something, I'll do a harder task. So that's what I think fun is for, is to say, yeah, it was really fun to look at that flower. Now maybe we could read about that flower. Wow, it was really cool to see that cow or to see that bell tower or whatever it is, you might, <laughs> that beach, whatever it is you might get to see. <laughs> that's right. Now, how do you read about that? And I think we often forget the power of, of experience and the relationship to learning. And that's what I hope that you'll take from the summer. That's why I think we have it to recharge ourselves, And as you, you said so well, to relax, get some respite and don't, not to be afraid to ask for help. Well, I'm looking forward to our upcoming season. And I think we're going to be kind of broadening our lens a little bit. What's coming up, Lisa? Well, I think we're going to be thinking about uh, other professions. What does it look like? Um, to work with folks such as physicians and learning scientists and, you know, all those other disciplines that, that you and I get a chance to hang out with and learn from, but honestly, I could, I could learn from that population forever. What do you, what do you think of Becky? No, I think that's, I think that's right. I think let's, let's think outside our field a little bit. Um, I'm looking forward to featuring some guests who can give us information. You know, I every time I present, I talk about things like marketing and how people in marketing know how to display information in a way that it's easily consumed, you know, and that there's some relevance in every profession, some tips we can bring into ours to, to make us better, you know, teachers and caregivers. And I'm looking forward to hearing from some people who, who have new things to say. Uh, I'm just going to end with that sounds like fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, please send us a tweet at Access Practical or send us a question on our Facebook at Practical Access.